You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. I'm really excited today because I have a guest who I have been collaborating with over the last few months for a course that we've put together to help people to become visible in a deeper way. I already teach visibility, but we've put together something that helps people with actually getting the opportunities, like knowing how to present themselves well, because unless you can present yourself in your message, you don't really get very far in business. So dealing with the confidence issues that come with that and knowing exactly how to do it. Um, And that person is Andrea McLean. Now, she doesn't really need an introduction. If you're in the UK, you will know who Andrea McLean is. But she's had a 24-year career as a national broadcaster on live television. Um, The latest kind of rise of that is when she was on Loose Women. That's what people know her at the moment for. But she's done so many different things. She's interviewed people like Oprah Winfrey, Beyonce, Michael Bublé. She now teaches others who want to raise their media game. So this is personally and professionally. So saving them from, you know, what it's like, the bad headlines in the newspapers, disenchanted customers, but helping people as well really work out their brand message and how to get that across. She also helps people with their confidence and has um, This Girl Is On Fire, which is an amazing membership that I'm also a member of. So I'm really excited for you to hear from Andrea um, as we talk talk about why we decided to put this program together because we saw so many people that needed it. Let's jump right in. Okay, so let's talk to Andrea about all things confidence and limiting beliefs. So welcome to the podcast, Andrea. Oh, thank you for having me today. Looking forward to it. Let's just talk about this. I mean, I see all the time, and I'm sure you do as well. We we want people to show up. We want them to own what they do and, and to impact the amount of people they want to impact. But there is this blocker of confidence that I think, I don't know whether you've seen this, but I think affects more women than men when it comes to, to confidence. I've seen men decide that they're going to do something and just go do it. While at the same time, a woman who probably has a bit more experience in that thing will hold herself back. Why do you think this is? I think it's because we are instinctively, we are raised to be good girls and we are raised to acquiesce. We are raised to wait for a pat on the head to say, well, aren't you good? Well done. Whether it's a, a parent or a teacher or your friendship group, whatever it is, we're also raised, I think, understandably so, that any a a woman who draws too much attention to to herself actually can feel quite unsafe 
because mm. too much too much attention and not even i'm not even talking necessarily whether it's uh, uh, you know sexual attention or anything like that any kind of attention can make a woman feel unsafe and i think that that can be quite a primal thing that is that is difficult to overcome so it is safer for a woman to stay within the herd to keep your head down just do what everyone else is doing because you won't get you won't get the mickey taken out of you you won't get bullied you won't get people laughing at you you won't get people putting you down but at the same time you're in amongst this herd thinking this is not where i feel i should be and this is something that i know i see over and over again and i know you do as well is this feeling of it's a, almost like a rumbling of dissatisfaction that I'm not where I feel I should be and I don't know how to get myself out of it. And at the core of that is confidence because people have a have an assumption about confidence that it's loud. Yeah, it's, like you have to be an extrovert, don't you, to have confidence? Yeah. That is what people think. The confident person is the loudest person in the room, that they're the one that's shouting and bawling and doing the grown-up equivalent of what kids do, standing on tables going, look at me, look at me. And actually, that's not confidence. That's just noise. Once you realize that, that actually confidence can be still and quiet, it gives you you such an inner strength. There's a power to that, isn't there? There's a definite power to knowing that you don't have to be the the loudest person in the room to be the, the confident person. I mean, I'm quite lucky in that I... I've always known this from when I was little. I think it's because I moved around a lot when I was growing up. So because of my dad's job, I I ended up going to nine different schools in four different countries by the time I was uh, 18. We moved schools in the middle of terms at random times. So I was always this new kid walking in with the whole class turning around going, who's this weirdo? So <laughs> I was quite used to being in uncomfortable situations. And I learned very quickly, not that it's in my nature, but I learned very quickly that actually to walk in and go, ta-da, here I am, would be a really stupid thing to do. Um, But actually, it was far more sensible to arrive, just be yourself, but also kind of get an idea of the lay of the land. Mm. And I think that from a really young age, and also I was different. So I was a... I was a white girl with a black girl's voice. I had a broad Caribbean accent because of how I grew up, which people found very strange and very discombobulating. I also had lived overseas, so I'd always thought the UK is home, and yet I moved back home. I didn't understand anything about the the UK. It was it, I didn't understand the money. I didn't understand this weird mindset of of constantly putting people down and being a downer on anybody who was trying hard they'd get pulled down and ripped to shreds. I found the whole thing very, very odd. Was it not like that where you were living before? No. So where I were, I mean, obviously I grew in lots up in lots of different places. So the main place that I grew up was Trinidad in the Caribbean. And I suppose has quite an American influence there. So you, and, and also it was very live and let live and be what you are. It was a, you know, I was the only white girl in my class and my best friends were of every kind of race, color, creed, religion, whatever. It didn't matter. So I grew up in that kind of environment where you could just be where you want to be and it's all good. And it doesn't matter if it's loud, quiet, exuberant, challenging, whatever, you could be what you want to be and it was all embraced. So to come back to the UK and if you did not conform and you did not go with the herd, then you were picked on. So I was bullied 
really badly bullied for the first two years of living in the in the UK. And again, that was another life, life lesson mm. where people might be challenging you and you might think, what's this got to do with confidence and teaching women how to be confident? Actually, it was a muscle that I grew, I suppose, as a 15-year-old. They're going to come for you anyway. That's what I think. <laughs> so do what you want. Yeah. You know, there is no point trying to conform and fit. You'd have to shout about it, what you're what you're doing, but they're going to come for you anyway. So you may as well do what you want. You may as well dress how you want and be who you are. So, for example, I've I've always wanted to write and and be in journalism and, and this sort of thing. So I started a school magazine. It was terrible. It was utterly dreadful. But I started a school magazine. I got so the mickey taken out of me, bullied because of this rubbishy thing. Genuinely didn't care. Water off a duck's back. Because I'm like, why would I? Why would I not do it? Because someone like you is trying to pull me down. And I figured out even then, it's really easy to sit in the dark and shout at people on stage. But until mm-hmm. you're willing to get up on stage, I'm not going to listen to you. Well, yeah. So there, there's a saying, isn't there? You don't take advice from somebody that hasn't walked in your shoes. And I completely understand that. Um, it is interesting what you say about. I, I do think this comes from from really young about women kind of almost always competing with each other. Like if you do something, then that's something to be to be taken the mickey out of, to take the piss out kind of thing. And even yeah. as adults, we still see that. It doesn't really disappear. It's almost like women are constantly pitted against each other. Um, we see it in magazines. We see it everywhere. And so, of course, it's going to affect confidence because we feel like there can only be one winner of everything, which yeah. isn't true. It isn't true. There's enough to go around. And actually, the more the the more you give, the more you get. It's 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 again, I've never I've never understood. Absolutely be competitive. I am competitive. I want to win. I want to do well. I want to slay and all the other words that people are using right now, (laughs) you know, but I don't actually I don't see why I have to be a bitch about it. I can still do what I'm doing and it, it shouldn't really have any impact on anybody else, because the difference is. I'm confident enough in in what I'm doing to not have to push someone else's head underwater to keep my head above it. Not I think that's one of the best things about being confident. Like people always want confidence so they can win though. They want confidence so that they can show up and so they can make more money and all of these different things. One of the best side effects I've seen of confidence is when your confidence in your, you have confidence in your own ability and you are you really believe that you can do all of the things that you were put on this earth to do, then what happens is you no longer see other women as a threat. You no longer see other women as, well, if she wins, that means I haven't won. You you really do want to help everybody else to get there as well. And I've always believed that you don't really win unless you're pulling somebody up with you. And then, you know, my friend Danny always says, when we all help each other do better, we all do better. And I think that's really true. Um, but confidence starts from from within. Like we can't all feel this about other women and want to help everybody else until we come to grips with our own confidence. Yeah. What You help women all the time. Like it's it's your job. You see people all the time who want to live a life that they're not currently living. What do you think holds them back? Is it a belief that they can even do it? Two things. There's the there's the lack of self-belief that they can do it and the what is everybody going to think about me? The judgment. That never goes away. So if you think that you're going to do 
read a book, listen to a podcast, do a course, and that's going to go away, you're mistaken. So if you read a book, listen to a podcast, do a course, and it doesn't go away, it doesn't mean that those things were rubbish. It's because you've had the wrong expectation. They will always stay. What changes through learning and growth is how you deal with those things. You will never feel that you are good enough. Why? Because there'll be a, you're, you're comparing your, your backstage ugliness of things going wrong and all of this with other people's front of house showreel. And you're, you're seeing all their shiny stuff and thinking they've got it all together and you don't. Everybody's the same. Everybody's the same. They compare the beginning of their journeys to the middle to end of somebody else's business journey. And I'm always like, what are you looking at? You're looking at an apple and comparing it to a pear. It doesn't mean anything. And and the, the, the second thing is worrying about what everybody else will think about you. They are thinking stuff about you anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They are if if the kind of person that you're worrying about that is going to slag you off, they are slagging you off whether you're doing nothing or they're slagging you off whether you're doing something. So you may as well do something. May as well do something. You may as well do something. And I, I've got my head around this, obviously, because of the, my career, but also you know being bullied at school and this and this kind of thing. Why would I let someone who has no respect for me? Why would I let that impact how I'm going to behave? That's ridiculous. Because I'm never going to win them. I'm never going to win them over. So don't even try. Yeah. I always see it as a, when people say to me, oh, I can't show up online because this stranger on the internet said something bad about me. I always think they're making a choice between a stranger on the internet running their life and choosing how they're going to be able to live and their family, really, because most of us are doing this job. You know, we're doing what we want to do. We're getting out there because we want to have extraordinary lives. We want to give our family and our kids experiences or maybe our parents or our, our loved ones experiences. And we're choosing this stranger on the Internet over them. When you mm. think about it like that, it's ridiculous. Why do we make these choices? Because I think that there is a part of us that is also so scared of, you know, it's like the emperor's new clothes that actually everyone is pointing at us and laughing and they can see what we really are and they can see all our frailties and insecurities and all this sort of stuff. And one random person on the internet going, I don't think you're that great. (gasps) They can see me. No, they can't. They're not, they are not, they're not really judging you. They're just lashing out. And and it is true that hurt people hurt people because if they were having a perfectly lovely time and nice life they wouldn't be put in comments like that the way i cope with that kind of thing is uh and especially if it's you know if it's social media for example uh you know it's different to obviously a criticism of your business if it's on feedback that's on your actual site that that's that's a, a different thing but if it's say if it's uh criticism on social media me putting something out on instagram i've invited you into my kitchen this is just my kitchen the, the front door is open you can come on in Come in the kitchen. I've got all my friends around and da, 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 da. But if there's something you don't like about my house, you think it's a bit weird and you don't like the curtains and it smells funny and you don't find my jokes are great and you actually don't like how I cook. If I let you stand in my kitchen and just be a bitch to everybody, you're just ruining it for everybody. So I just ask you to leave. You're not welcome in my kitchen anymore. I see it as simple as that. So I will very merrily block and delete anyone who said and and I worried about this at first because I thought am I going to get criticized for not being able to 
take it. Yeah. And you're supposed to take it. And then I thought I wouldn't take it in my own kitchen if some randomer came in and started slagging off my curtains and my cooking. I would ask them to leave. It's exactly the same thing. And I do it and I don't even think twice about it. I think that's a really good way of looking at it because there are people that say, it, it, I get the same thing where people come in and say what they don't like about what I just said <laughs> or, you know, what I taught that day. And people would say, if I deleted them, you know, you shouldn't be deleting them because this is people's opinions. Like you, you need to not live in an echo chamber. But I think there's a difference between living in an echo chamber and allowing someone to just be mean for the sake of being mean. And it's your house at the end of the day. Like my Facebook group, for instance, is my space. So if I want to delete someone from it, I don't feel any guilt for doing that because it's my space and I need to feel like the energy is right there and that I feel safe there. Yeah, 100%. It's your kitchen. I'm going to think of it like that now. It's yeah. my kitchen. I never go in my actual kitchen, but it's my online kitchen. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I'm really excited about, you know, presenter closes this evening. It's our very first round of doing presenter. And we both came together because we really, we've seen all of these people that need to be visible, that need to own what they're good at and need to be able to get out there and really present themselves in a better light. Like talk about their messaging and have the confidence to stand up and say, this is who I am and this is how I can help you. We've both seen people that aren't doing that, even though they're brilliant at what they do, but we both know that you can be as good as you like at what you do. You can be the best at what you do. If you're not out there presenting yourself in a way that people understand what you do and want to buy from you, it doesn't really matter. You're, you're never going to get seen. And so we came together to, to put this program together to help people. And we've got some people that have come in this week and, and it closes tonight. What are you looking forward to helping these people with? I am genuinely so excited about this because it's the it's probably the question I get asked the most in terms of when I'm you know showing up and and helping people feel confident about themselves or with the you know the media training that I do and this kind of thing is the one thing I get asked the most is how can I do what you do because it's all right for you you yeah. you know what you're doing you were obviously born this way no, if you, you know, you look at professional footballer, they had to learn how to play football before they became a professional footballer. It's the same thing. So for me, what I'm really, really looking forward to showing people is that confidence comes through competence. If you do something over and over again, you eventually, you know, if you think back to something that you're really good at now, when you first started, you're probably rubbish at it. I can show you how to do exactly the same thing when it comes to presenting, because all it is, is you've built up your competence muscle. So the stuff that seems so alien to you right now, like whether it's the idea of standing on a stage, which you're really good at, and I know this is what you're going to be uh, talking about. For me, it's showing people how to maybe present on a on a podcast, do their own podcast, how to be interviewed by the media, how to do a Zoom and come across well. All of this stuff to me is, a, is it's what I did for quarter of a century. Uh, the competence bred confidence. It didn't start off that way. I'm going to show you all the tools that you need so that that's what makes it easy. I have a light shining on me now. I know how to set dress behind me so that this area looks really, really nice. Um, I'll show you how to do that. But I'd also show you how to calm down because again, if you do a course and say one of the things you've gone into it with is I want to be more confident. I don't want to be nervous anymore. And you do that course 
and you're still nervous and you still don't feel very confident. It's not the course's fault. You haven't followed followed the tips and rules because there are tips and rules. And this is what I'm going to be showing you. Every single person, I have looked into the eyes of some of the biggest stars in the world, not just, you know, my my friends or anyone else. I have looked into A-lister's eyes and seen pure fear. I've seen the sweat patches. Everybody gets nervous. So thinking that you're not ever going to be nervous again, I can put that out of your head right now. That's not going to happen. But what I'll do is I'll show you how to cope with it. I'll show you tips and hacks and breathing techniques, even how to stand properly that you fool your, your, your body can fool your mind into thinking that it is confident and feeling confident for the amount of time that you need it to be. And I'll also show you little bridges that you can build over that moment where you're choking because you feel like you can't breathe properly because you're so scared. What you can use is either filler words or terms to give your brain, even if it's three seconds, just to think clearly. And three seconds doesn't sound like anything, but when you are either interviewing or being interviewed, three seconds can be a lifetime because it is enough time to pause, take a breath, blink, slow your thinking down, and then carry on. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm so excited. I'm excited for all of this. And I know how important this stuff is. And I know it's important because people say to me all the time, the reason that you've done well in business is because you're so natural on camera. I'm not natural on camera, by the way, if you'd seen me 20 years ago, you would have known how unnatural I was on camera, but I had lessons. I was taught how to come across. I was taught how to to speak with confidence. And I was taught how to not panic as much. It doesn't mean that I don't get scared. I can tell you right now that when I walk on a stage, I'm I'm terrified most of the time, but I can calm my body into being really calm and, and, and enjoying it actually. I now have started to enjoy it. And you're so right that it comes with competence because if you do something over and over again and you know ways to make yourself feel better about it, you're gonna want to do it more. And that's where confidence comes from. So I can't wait to have these these people that are going to go from feeling like they can't show up and feeling like they're not getting the best opportunities and how to even convey their message to just it, people saying to them, wow, you're a natural at this. I can't wait for that. because that's I'm, I'm excited about that. And I'm also excited about, oh gosh, it literally makes me smile so hard because I know that what they're doing now is they're looking at the wrong thing. Mm. they're focusing too much on the wrong thing which is understandable because you don't know it yet we don't know what you don't know you only know what you know and you don't know what you don't know and I'm so excited because what we are going to show you will literally blow the lid off this mysterious thing of presenting and actually it's it's there's nothing mysterious about it actually it is something that it's there is almost a formula to it, yeah, really. It Once you learn your own, because we will all do it in our own individual way, you will find a, a comfort in your discomfort. It's one of the key things I tell my ladies all the time. Find comfort in your discomfort. If you're if you're looking for a life of total comfort, you are never going to leave your no. <laughs> It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. We grow when we're not comfortable. Yeah. And also you learn to look for different uh, for different things that are your 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 mind's signal that you did something well, because 
for example, you might do an interview and you you come off thinking, oh, I never mentioned this blooming thing and I forgot to do that. Oh, the whole thing's terrible. Actually, you have different markers for what a successful interview is, whether it's giving one uh, to the media or whether it is interviewing someone else. I'll show you actually the different markers that you need to look for that show you, no, you knocked it out the park. You knocked it out the park because you did this, 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 and this. And that's amazing. Don't focus on the one little thing that didn't go quite to plan. Because I tell you what, there will always be something yeah. that doesn't go to plan. And then you can go, ah, oh, there it is. That's the thing. And, and most people don't see the things that go wrong anyway. Like, that's what I've learned. We are our own worst enemies when it comes to judging ourselves. And we have to be kinder to ourselves. Yes. Thank you so much for coming in today. I'm excited to get started in a couple of weeks. Um, for those of you that have come in already, we will open the Facebook group for you soon, so you'll be able to go in there and um, we'll see you in there. We'll start getting to know what you do. But even if you're not coming in, I hope you've taken some reassurance from this podcast that confidence can be learned. There are strategies that you can have that can change how you feel about showing up because if you are somebody that wants to sell stuff, that wants to have a business, you have to be visible. There are no two ways about it. You've got to be visible and you've got to show up and you've got to impact people. And so I hope that you take some stuff away and start doing that because it's so important. But thank you for listening. Thank you, Andrea, for being here. I will see you all again next week for the next episode of Making Money Online. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.